Happy Thursday. Hey, How are we Thursday. doing? Good, good, good. I am Nick. And I'm Jay. And I'm Greg. And this week, as we mentioned on our last episode, we have a, a special guest with us. Rollin Lewis released an album uh, in the summer of 2019 called Starting Over. And this was unbeknownst to me, not that it needed to be known to me, but but we also worked together. Yeah. And he mentioned it to me, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, and I gave it a listen, and I cannot say enough good things about it and asked him if he want, would want to come on the show and talk about it and he was gracious enough to do so so uh rollin welcome thank you so much for joining welcome, us welcome rollin hey thanks guys yeah. this is awesome nice. it's our pleasure man yeah this, is, this should be cool all right special guest indeed so rollin we've never really even like talked about <laughs> how you got into all this stuff you mind taking a minute just to kind of <laughs> say like how'd you get into music yeah. how'd you what's your primary i mean yeah just give me the rundown yeah, so I grew up in a pretty musical family. My mm-hmm. grandfather, my grandmother, they run sort of a a little a little uh like band up in uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania area. Right and they do like okay. parades and they ride on floats and play big band music nice. and they travel to like retirement homes and play for people and um oh, neat. it's the cutest thing. It's called the Lennoxville Band. And so I grew up every summer going up to their house and my mom would play. She's one of five daughters. They all play in this big band every summer and in parades and stuff. So I was just always around music. My mom's a music teacher. She was teaching piano lessons out of our house my whole life. So people were always mm-hmm. in the piano room playing, singing, grew up in church. So we were always doing music for church stuff. And right, right. Yeah, it was just always part of my life. That's so cool, man. So piano, do, do you play piano? Like what? what's your primary instrument? Yeah, uh, I don't really have a primary instrument, I guess, because I'm not like super good at any instrument. I can sort of like play instruments, but I, I'm not super good at any particular instrument. But I, I learned piano first as a second grader and then hated reading music. So I stopped, <laughs> gave up on reading music and just decided I wanted okay. to play by ear forever, forever. Uh, then in like middle school got a trumpet so i was in tr- i was playing trumpet and then that transitioned to french horn so in, in concert band and all through school i was playing french horn uh, you're um, the french horn guy huh it was That's yeah it was right super on. nerdy back then but i <laughs> now i super wish i had that french horn still right right um <laughs> It's funny you say that because French horn's like one of the most sought after instruments in LA for film e- stuff. Right. Yeah. Because it just has that timbre. So a lot of the main themes in movies are played on French horn That's and right. the guys yeah. who can do it get paid a lot of money. Yep. And <laughs> regretting, regretting, hating that as a middle hey. schooler. Everybody hey, never made too fun late to of pick the... it back up. <laughs> exactly. Because you have to stick your hand in the bell. So I got made fun of yeah. because it's like the one kid <laughs> has to stick his hand up the butt of the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> I played so. I played flute, so I know oh, I, you know. Wow. We, we should join a, we, you wow. join the club. Wow, I think <laughs> I knew that, Greg. I, I I totally forgot that about you, but uh, it's not uh, going to be dude, forgotten from here on. I out. didn't forget that at all. <laughs> it's, 
you know, <laughs> hey, look. So cool, I guess, um, yeah, high school was when I picked up a guitar, got guitar lessons because I wanted to be cool. Everybody that was cool played guitar, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned guitar. Compensating for the butt thing, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So fell in love with fell in love with the guitar and started a punk rock band in uh, high school. Oh, very cool. What was, punk wh- rock. What were they called? Okay. It was started out. We were called Slapdash. Slapdash. And I like it. It was a uh, an English project where you had to get other people in the classroom. Literally, the project was to make a band. And make a music video about sweet. a book that you were reading. It was a sweet project. That's awesome, dude. So I, me and these other two day. kids in the class that were other also musical, we started this band, named it Slapdash, and made a music video about Animal Farm. <laughs> oh, cool. Orwell. Brilliant. Fun. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. It's funny. Super, we were, super strange. We were just playing uh, some Pink Floyd from uh, That's right. Animals. They, they did a whole album. <laughs> that, yeah. 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 <laughs> So that Great. progressed, and parents wanted me to go to college, but I kept the band going. We we changed our name, kind of got new members, got really serious about it. Eventually dropped out of college, toured in that band. That band name changed to Skyhawk Drive eventually. And for two years, we sort of just played shows and toured all over the place. Right on. Um, nice. Yeah. Then the band broke up, and I got a full-time job doing making videos and <laughs> sort of stayed with that for a while, doing music on the side. And, and Nick, yeah. Nick, that's how you met him? Right, right, yeah. Rollin, Rollin um, you were at a company up in Chambersburg mm-hmm. for a while, and our video director really really liked his work um, and uh, not so delicately poached him. I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word, or we can edit that part out. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I, was, I was glad to uh, quit the other place. Uh, okay. Fair enough. There you go. Okay. All right. I, I didn't know how to characterize that situation. <laughs> now, you had mentioned that you do some, some score work, right? Like, how did, how did yeah. that start up? So, scoring is, like, my passion right now. That's, that's how I love just spending all the free time I can. And that started, actually, it was back in college. It was back in 2012. It was when I realized that Logic had like violins and orchestra <laughs> sounds in it. They were horrible, but I didn't know they were there before. Right. And so up until that point, my life was punk rock, alternative rock. And then like, yeah, I realized that stuff. And then I started just kind of fiddling around with it and eventually bought the cheapest East-West silver edition orchestra plugin that right they had. It was like <laughs> 75 bucks and I was like, Oh boy, seventy five bucks. This is yeah. a, this is big time it's now. I am big time. Yeah. Um, You're in the big leagues and then now, hearing, Ron. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and then hearing how much better those were and just feeling like, oh my gosh, I have a s like an orchestra in my computer now. Wow. So mm-hmm. like in two thousand thirteen is sort of when that all sort of started to get like really in my head. I was like, I love this. And then just a couple years ago is when I really started investing money into samples and starting to like take scoring really seriously and doing uh writing the music for my short films and then writing the music for my friend's short films and yeah now it's the biggest passion in my life that's amazing well that that kind of answers one of one of my big questions about about your album which you know just to to start off i think it's fantastic i mean i really really love the album like it's it's really a monumental work i mean to me as a guy who's who tries to self-produce music and 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 try to get my my art out there it's uh it, you should really be proud of it it's really a great work thanks but i really uh, am dude i appreciate no that doubt. 
Oh, my pleasure. But um, one of the biggest questions I had was, well, where did you get these great string and horn sounds from? But it sounds yeah. like they came from your computer. So the strings and horns actually, and when I originally would track things out, I would do it all MIDI. It would all be sampled through like composing friends and the network I sort of have built up. I actually got made friends with a string player. She lives somewhere in the UK. Her name is Joni Fuller. Mm-hmm. And I sent her all my MIDI files, stemmed everything out, sent her everything, and she tracks all the strings. So all the strings oh, on the album are live. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah. Nice. That's incredible, dude. And yeah, that was a dream come true for me ever since I was like I, getting I into can't. music was to have real strings on something and I could never afford them ever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And just because, you know, I was getting close with this group of composers, she gave me an incredible deal that I had I had enough to do it and I've always wanted to do it. So, yeah, man, getting man. getting cool. her live strings back and just listening to the raw strings, I cried yeah. every single time. Yeah. Because it was such a big dream of mine yeah. to have real They sound incredible. And- well, that, that makes me feel so much better because if you were a- yes. actually yeah, able to sample those strings, I mean, my gosh, yeah. kudos to you. But they really and sounded, you know, live and they sounded great. Yeah. And I just wondered how horns. you how you were able to hire the the Waynesboro Symphony Orchestra you know, for your... Because <laughs> they don't yeah, come they... cheap, man. No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, but the... Um, all the horn, all the horn stuff is live horns too. Wow, that was a trombone. Every horn is in that's in the album is a trombone, and his name is Chris Nye, and he was at when I was in the cycle of the album and you know writing it and finishing it. I really, really wanted a tour, and so I kind of assembled the band, and he was he was a live player that was going to be in the band, and he was this phenomenal trombone player. So he came over and tracked all the horn stuff. Again, like just listen to my MIDI stuff and set up some mics in my in this room and just tracked it and had awesome. a little bit of reverb and Beautiful. set it back in the mix a little bit and it just it sat so nice. I was really really happy. Hmm. Why don't we Why don't we listen to uh, yeah. Why don't we listen to a cut? Absolutely. What's yes. a, What's What's uh, one that you want to highlight? Uh, some of these the strings or the horns. Uh, Old Oak is the one that has the most horn stuff. Weight also has horn stuff on it as well. All right. Well, I don't want to start balling yet, so let's do um, let's let's do wait <laughs> if that's okay. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's start off with wait. Here we go. Shut my eyes and dream of things 
Very oh, lovely. Nice. Very nice. Absolutely. I, I, I actually have to say that it, it is quite a relief because the more I would listen to that, the more I was like, how the hell is this samples? I, yeah. I just it's like, that's that's yeah. such a, like, the timbre. Yeah. So that's, that, but yeah. absolutely beautiful. There, there was really a, a, a library in contact. I mean, obviously uh, you can never replicate the same thing, but they, I mean, the, the samples are really getting to an insane level yeah. i don't know rem- i don't know who this cellist is this woman she has her own like library in contact yeah. and my friend um, paid a lot of money for it and we were listening i was like i cannot believe this is we're just like yeah. <laughs> using a midi controller to get this to achieve this tone really but, dude. yeah it was mind-blowing it's great it, but it still will never beat the real thing no it really won't you know <laughs> it can't yeah. no it can't and that, that really um, came out nice yeah absolutely so okay so this album Right. Yeah. There's obviously a story going on here. Um, it, it is. I, yeah. I think that actually the first thing that struck me when I listened to it was how cohesive it fit together yeah. uh, thematically. So, do you want to talk a little bit about about you know kind of the the impetus for or the motivation for the album? Like wh- yeah. what what led up to this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you uh, obviously if you listen to the album, it's got a very emotional vibe. Mm-hmm to it um reason being it was a pretty dark time of my life and in 2000 between 2017 2018 I got I had went through a pretty rough divorce um with my first wife and it was super unexpected and it was one of those things that life just sort of pulls the rug out from underneath you and you just have to deal deal with what's left so it was a pretty rough time and I just found myself being really comforted by my acoustic guitar and my piano in my basement. And, you know, as any creative person, you know, this is like the best out outlet is to write and, you know, hope someone else can connect to it. But for me, it was not ever going to be something I ever released. Really? Ever. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I was, in, I didn't even go into this thinking these songs are going to be something that I share with people. These were just going to be like my secret wow. diary mm-hmm. basically. And the reason that, the vibe is the way it is, is because, like I said, I have a son, and at the time he was yeah. two, about to turn two, and, um, you know, when he was at my house, he would be right upstairs, and so I didn't want to wake him up by playing loud <laughs> music, so when I'm sitting down here, I'm like, I'm just playing really softly, and that means I have to sing really softly and yeah. sing in falsetto to to hear it all, and I just didn't want to wake him up, so that <laughs> ended up creating the entire tone of this wow. project wow. it was just i didn't want to wake that's him so up cool, <laughs> sleeping baby that is wild it's a, it's a lullaby in a way yeah yeah, yeah wow. essentially so, that's rad. um and wait is the first song that i wrote and i wrote it in five minutes it, it was one of those songs that just it came it was, out didn't take any work yeah. and it just happened and i played the riff twice just like i did in the intro because people are always like why is the intro so long and i was like that's the first thing I wrote, <laughs> they didn't really want to change it. How I wrote so, it. Yeah. Mm. So um, what cha- what changed yeah. your mind in getting these songs out there? So uh, my best friend Chris Potter, he played in my band Skyhawk Drive. He was in the live band for this project. He was hanging out one day, and I was just showing him because I, as like someone that likes to compose, I can't just write a song with my acoustic guitar. I have to track the acoustic yeah. guitar. I have to sing. I have to build layers because sure. I want to hear it. I want to hear what it's going to sound like. So I added the strings, I added the piano and 
that's so much more satisfying to me than writing the song, yeah. like the gut of the song. Mm-hmm. I just love building it up and adding stuff to it. So I got it out, built it up, and then he was over and he, I just played it for him and, you know, he had tears in his eyes and he was like, this is amazing. Like, this is, you got to do something with this. And I was really hesitant. I was like, nah, I just wanted to show you. I don't want to do anything with this. And then I wrote a couple more and like, you know, I sent him some demos because he sends me stuff. He's he's like one of those friends that you can just send stuff to and be like, you know, do you have any ideas for this? Do you have any notes? Yeah. He, he was the one that actually convinced me to do something with it and to, to share it with people. Cause I, you know, it's super personal. I didn't want yeah. a, a, I didn't want to glorify the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, I didn't want people to say, to think, I think this is all okay. Right. I'm just going to try and benefit from this. Here's the album. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want, I didn't want people to think that I wanted like pity. I didn't want to sure. just try and, I didn't want people to think I was playing like the victim card. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was really hesitant. A lot of it was pride. I didn't want Absolutely. people to look at me a certain way. So, you know, it was a lot of fear, a lot of stuff. It was really personal too. Absolutely, like, Heck yeah. it's super vulnerable. And I just, you know, it was like I said, it was my diary. So it was really scary to put it out there. But I believe that, man. Well, thank you, yeah. Mr. Potter. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes, man. I, I, it's it. That's a battle that I re- I personally wrestle with all the time. You know, um, yeah. anytime yeah, totally. I write a song that's a little bit too close to home, it's just uh, you want to make sure. And there's like an extra layer of pressure too. You know, if it's just a song about like, yeah. oh, look at that girl down the street, she's really hot. That's pretty, that's 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 kind of cool. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. that's a really easy song to have fun with. You know, but if it's mm-hmm. really talking about something that you believe in and have dealt with the emotions with. Um, I don't think yeah. unless you've written a song, like tried to write a song like that and then tried to play it for somebody else, until you've done that, you don't understand the emotional weight that that, that, that carries, you know? So, yeah. 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 Good for you, man. I, I, I my hat's off. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I would have had the same courage. Yeah. I, I honestly don't. Yeah. Or the talent. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Um, it's great that you got that kind of encouragement because, yeah, yeah when you're, you know, I think when mm-hmm. you're zoomed in that much, you you can't really gauge whether it's fit for public consumption. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, know. totally. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I had some questions. I mean, you sort of elaborated on how, what kind of contributed to the vocal style. Yeah. <clears throat> but the vocal production, I think, was very like thought out. You know, and it's subtle. Like my first listen, I didn't notice nearly as much as I did on my second, you know? Cool. Um, cool. So I was curious, maybe who were some of your, like, maybe if you had any references for who you were trying to, I mean, you know, obviously you were trying to influence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, your voice first and foremost, but if there was anything that you were kind of aiming for. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I have to say this is, I always wanted to talk about this kind of stuff <laughs> about this album. This is the first time anyone has like asked me these kind of questions. So this is, super super satisfying for me to finally like talk about this kind of stuff <laughs> awesome. Our pleasure. um so i we can't guarantee anybody's gonna cigar- listen but we'll ask the questions yeah. <laughs> that's all right i didn't talk I am, about that i am okay <laughs> so you guys are listening that's yes. perfect, enough perfect. for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so ever since uh high school i was a i love sigur ross yeah 
that was my Cigar first. Yep. My, my first thing that I told these guys, yep. I was like, it's kind of like Cigar Rose, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. You, yeah. But go I, on. Sorry. Jonesy. No, it's okay. I love them. And then uh, Jonesy, I don't know if I'm saying any of these things right. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, that's right. The the lead singer's like side project or yeah. whatever. Yep, mm-hmm. Jonesy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Constantly listening to both of those, all the albums, yeah. all the time. You know, Bon Iver definitely too is mm-hmm. a huge inspiration. Yeah. Right um, but yeah, definitely. I, I was gonna bring up. Uh, have, have any of you guys ever heard of a band called Mew? M e w. No. They're like mm-hmm. Danish. Never mind. But the, I think that we'd all you'd all get a kick out of it. Right on. Um, and that was another one that I was like, yes, Sigaros, Bon Iver, and then Mew, yeah. definitely. Yeah, they, those guys rock. Very cool. <clears throat> nice. Yeah. yeah. Let's play another clip. Um, is there a song that, uh, I know this is, again, a personal question, but is there a song that you think you really nailed the vocals on or something that you really want to show off vocal-wise? <laughs> hmm, vocal-wise. I really liked the chorus on Undone. I really thought that yeah, the treatment on that. Yeah, undone. that's pl- kind of so, what I was going to say that. Yeah, I would say Undone is like my my personal favorite. I'm I like I really liked the way that song ended up. Yeah. It's the lowest played song on my Spotify. Oh, really? Hmm. <laughs> Fun fact. Yeah. Ain't that a beat? I, I, I hate I, that, man. <laughs> I was so I finished the melody for that chorus and I was like this is this the going to blow up. This this <laughs> is the song that is going to blow up. Well, <laughs> and it has the lowest well, amount of just, plays. You just wrote down your guarantee that it's going to be the lowest right there. If you yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I know the feeling. We we try not to look at our podcast uh, listen counts based on episode because it's always the opposite of what we think. But uh, I look so at them all the time. Song, I just don't tell Jay. <laughs> uh, another influence, uh, Greg, especially on this song, was an artist named Rye X. It's just like R Y space X. Right on. Mm-hmm. And okay. the dude is huge. The dude is like absolutely huge. He's playing crazy crazy theaters all over the country with full orchestras and it's so good and so like it when you start listening to his stuff you'll be like okay yeah i can see how that's Mm -hmm. who i was listening to a lot at the time with all those Mm -hmm. other bands but this song i say i would say is especially like influenced by that artist right on cool very cool this is undone
I love the way you come out of that chorus, man, on the, the Undone. Oh, that's so beautiful. Awesome. I love that. Nice. Yeah. And so, okay, so your next track, right? I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's Undone Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's an instrumental, and that, right? And then yeah. the... And then Repudium, what, what's the deal with that one? Because that's got a, like a nice up, it almost has like an uplifting feel to it. It's kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's it's still kind of a wash in, in the circumstance, but mm-hmm. you've got a couple of lines in there about like loving this person forever, Yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, first of all, Repudium, is that Repudiate and Requiem? What is, what's that? It's, it's Latin. It's literally Latin for divorce. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. I feel stupid. <laughs> I didn't take Latin, I guess. I, uh, I didn't either. I googled, <laughs> I googled it. <laughs> and I took four years of Latin. I don't know that. So. <laughs> uh, well, it's in the fifth year that you learn about divorce. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marital terms come into fifth yeah, year. Yeah. Before then, it's like farm animals. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right. Numbers. <laughs> you know. Anyway. <laughs> Senate protocols. <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for those at home, Greg took six years of Latin. So yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, cool. Dude, uh, what was the question? Oh, yeah. Well, did, did somebody have a question? You, Nick, you had a question, didn't you? Basically, I was getting to that for the repudium. Was was that the intent of that final song? Like, or, or how did you how did you structure, how did you decide on the, the order of the tracks? Repudium was the last song written, and it was a, just like a particularly rough night. Mm-hmm. and just dealing with everything and mm-hmm. that one was just sort of like me letting go of it all yeah and like i can't yeah. even remember like writing like finishing that song writing each each there's like three stanzas there's mm-hmm. not really like i guess there's a chorus but like it's pretty much just verse chorus verse chorus verse chorus and like getting to the end of it i was just i was just bawling my eyes out because it was like the last bit of me that has anything to do with that situation that was coming out. And by this, by that time that song was written, I knew I was going to put an album out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was sort of like yeah. the book end of it. Wow. And so, yeah, that one just was the whole situation from start to middle to yeah. ending yeah. it all kind sort of, like of wrapped a, up in one song. Cathartic end on top yeah. of the fact that, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Can, can, do you mind if I ask how long this, project took you from start to finish i started writing wait was written in 2017 okay um so this whole project has been being written since 2017 wow gotcha yeah the reason i ask is that it i know i know how hard it can be to maintain a sense of kind of conceptual continuity from the beginning to the end of the of an album process do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do because i know a lot of times you you start down a road and you're yeah. saying this is where I, you can see it very clearly in your mind. This is the album I want to write. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, you look back and you're like, "Wow, that's completely different than than yeah. what I had in, intended." And sometimes that's better or worse. It is what yeah. it is, you know. And you, as an artist, you you learn to deal with that. But did it end up where you thought it was going to end up? Um, that's hard because, like originally, like I said, it wasn't even meant to be anything. Um, mm-hmm. so it just sort of ended up being what it was. There wasn't really like an intention behind it i would say by the end closing it with that song and seeing it now yeah it it just sort of happened that way i you know i'm happy with how it out of all the things i've ever made i'm really satisfied with that project with that album 
visually there was a lot more uh videos i wanted to do um but i just sort of ran out of steam and then i like i i hit a point where i was like i'm ready to move on from this you're past this yeah like i just got married in september oh wow um congratulations amazing person she's my best friend and like like doing anything else with that just feels like you know what i did it it's that's it and it's old news time to write new music (laughs) yeah man yeah. Um, but yeah, looking back as a whole, I am, I'm really happy with the cohesiveness of it and what what we ended up like making. Well, you should right be, on. man. It's so it's so concise and so direct. And uh, I know, awesome. You probably don't. It may not feel that way, but when you look at it from a third party perspective as as an album as a whole, it it really does make a statement. So awesome, excellent work. It yeah, it feels good Definitely. having actual musicians say stuff like this too this is really awesome right on yeah man pleasure. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a fun it was stuff. a pleasure so, did, so was this entire like at a, at the point when when your friend chris convinced you like to go ahead and make an actual album out of this like at that point did you start like reaching out for like i mean did you did you master this yourself like how did did you edit yeah uh, what was that yeah. so okay this what happened with this i am not a mix engineer i'm not a mastering engineer what happened was I, I wrote all the demos. I had them all pretty much written. Was doing some trade work with a guy who, a really, really talented producer in Harrisburg. Um, he runs a studio up there. Was set to, I was doing videos for him as a trade for him to produce and mix properly sure. the album and stuff. And so it would be, it was like months of doing videos for him and sure. building up that <laughs> trade deal. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as trade deals go, you get pushed <laughs> to the back of the to-do list. And mm-hmm. all the songs for this album had been written a year and a half, two years before the album even came out. A year and a half. So I sat on them for a while, and mm-hmm. it never happened with this guy. So I started to get really discouraged. Like, I'm just going to put my demos out, and that's what it's going to be. Okay. Um, but then I sent them to a friend named Kyle Richter. And he was a songwriter out of Nashville. And he's done all sorts of stuff. He produced uh, the band Kai Kai. I don't know if you're familiar with that band. Yeah. If you like the bands that we've talked about, I think you would like Kai Kai. They're right pretty awesome. He's co-written stuff for like really big Christian CCM artists. Okay. But super, super rad dude. And I sent him my demos and I was I explained the situation. I was like, I'm just really tired of waiting for this thing to be made and he listened to the demos and like called me and was like, I want to be a part of this project. However, I can possibly be a part of it. So I'll produce it. Wow. I'll mix it. I'll do whatever wow. just to like get my name on it. So that was super flattering because wow. yeah. these are just demos and I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the really little cool things that happen in the songs are because of Kyle. Okay. Um, adding his little flares to things. But what's cool is he wouldn't let me like redo anything yeah all the all the vocals all everything was done right here in this room with this mic wow it's just a sterling audio something (laughs) 50 something (laughs) i don't know 50 and some change right (laughs) it's a like 300 dollar (laughs) mic but um got the job done but um he was a huge advocate for the textures that i made and the the emotion behind the tracks were the way they needed to be. And that if I tried to re-record them in like a fancy studio, I'd lose that rawness. And he said, that's what mm-hmm. that's what is strong about these songs is 
um, the emotion in them and the textures that I I did sort of compose underneath the songs and so the way saying, I arranged it. You're saying that the basic tracks for these are from your demos? Yeah. All of the songs are literally just my demos. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, no, nice. we didn't get, we didn't retrack anything. That's the electric guitar. Dude. Wow. The electric guitar was all Kyle. He's a genius okay. with that stuff. So undone that that electric guitar hook in yeah. the in the chorus, that was all him. Mm-hmm. So Wow. Yeah. Right on. Man. It's funny, man. You wow. know you, you say you said like, oh, I just used this three hundred dollar mic and mm-hmm. it reminds me of a a trumpet player friend of mine who he'll every now and then he'll go on like facebook live as he's tracking multi-layered parts for different artists because he just has tons of session work he's he's sitting there doing it and there's you can read the comments as they're coming and one after the other it's like what mic are you using what mic are you using what mic are you using he's like yo it ain't the mic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. After a while, he's like, he's like, it's playing and you know, long tones, I guess is a big thing for trumpet players. They just like hold a note for a long time. Okay. You know, he's like, that's what I do all day. That's why it sounds good. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. else to tell you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like, like if, it, if this doesn't matter how good the mic is, was really his point. Yeah. yeah. Right, right, he, right. he also it's, made it's the point the that input. he's like, I don't want to spend my money on gear. You yeah. know, that, yeah. that was his second mm-hmm. point, yeah. but yeah. Um, well, the mixing on it is yeah. just is is incredible. I mean, uh, that was another one of my big questions for you is how much uh, yeah. hand you had in the production there because I mean, it's just it's seamless. It's really a professional sounding record. So thanks, dude. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah well, was, you should be thanking Mr. Cool. Chris, honestly. Kyle. Kyle. What's his name? Kyle, Rick, uh, Kyle Richter. Richter. Kyle and Richter. And his, uh, his like producer name is Graphite Man. Right on. Um, Graphite Man. Okay. He's got some cool electronic music under that name, but but yeah, man, it was so cool to hear. To like hear someone like stay so true to the demo, but to just like set stuff back in the mix a little bit so that this could mm-hmm. shine a little bit more. And he taught me so much mm-hmm. about mixing through oh, the process. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it was so fun. It was so fun going back and forth with him because that's the first time I've ever done anything like that, too. Because like the, po- the, the punk band, we'd go into a big studio, <laughs> lay everything down. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of it. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. they, the producer that we were working with, he definitely added, you know, a little bit of shine to things. But it, it, it is what they it is. They treated like they were recording a live. Like they treated like they were recording a concert or something like right. that. It they was were just tracking a live session. Yeah, yeah, and it was really good. Like I'm super stoked with how those sounded. But like there was not a lot of collaboration. It was just like, here's mix one. You got any changes? Can yep. we have the guitars louder? <laughs> you know, oh, we were like those kind of kids. Hell yeah. Because we didn't know what we were doing. Sure, and yeah. Let's so then the he like, louder. that's a great idea. I don't know. <laughs> so he probably sent us oh, the same. Why didn't, they, why didn't I think of it? Yeah. <laughs> let, let me just turn the suck knob down a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, this was totally like, man, I love the tone of that bass synth you're using. Could we round it out more instead of like, you know, mm-hmm. sin wave, saw wave, like going back and forth about really technical little right, things. Right. And he was like mm-hmm. super on board with everything. And I, I remember constantly apologizing to him. Like, I know you asked for notes and I know I have a ton of notes. Please don't hate me. And he was like, dude, <laughs> these are good notes. I don't hate you. We're going to get it. Oh, and man, it, he was awesome. He was so good. That's one in a million, man. That's, that's, that's incredible. Yeah, no kidding. To have somebody to support that process and yeah. be cool with the... And it, well, and it's because he fell in love with it when he heard it i mean to be yeah, honest yeah. like he he wanted to be part of it which is i'm really a testament to the songs yeah. um yeah. And, and that's wild that those are your demos that's mm-hmm. that is so cool 
So what do you got? Uh, Man. What do you right. What are you planning on doing next? If this is if this is over and done, you're not going to tour yeah. behind this. Are you going to start working on new stuff as Ron Lewis? Or so the plan now is to take all of Joni's string parts and re kind of put out like a reimagined album with the same songs. Oh wow! Um, just really, really highlighting the strings and piano. And just doing like a, I know the songs are already really stripped down, so to say it's an acoustic album is sort of like silly, because it's already kind of an acoustic album to some pe- to like a casual listener <laughs> they would think, oh, this is already acoustic. Okay. But I'm gonna do a re-release of it, but uh, stripped, really stripped down version. That's cool. Um, so the songs that have live strings on them, I'm just gonna reuse the live strings and just mix them a little bit louder to stand out more. And um, for the other songs that don't have strings. I'm doing like really slowed down, really piano versions of those. So, wow, yeah, that'll be the huh. next thing that I cool. I do. That's such a cool idea. Like same lyrics nice. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very interesting. It'll at least be four four of the songs. So it'll at least be a four song EP, and then I might throw on one that didn't make it on the album just to just to have it. How but. many did you, How many did you end up tossing? There were like four or five that didn't really get finished. They just felt too far out of that cohesiveness that you're talking about, Jay. Yeah. They were thematic, yeah. they were either like really, really cigaros and just didn't <laughs> feel like they made sense going beside the other songs. Right on. So there, there's an anchor to this album. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, out of the gate, the whole album caught my ear, but the song just the like the lyrics jumped out at me. Um and. You, I was even talking to you earlier today, and you said, "Yeah, Dad seemed to have this yeah. uh, this feedback on 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 old oak." <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't realize that it was needed until like mm. I I went back and re-listened to the album, but it provides this like emotional stability yeah. to the overall project. I think that is just so I don't know. I, mature is the only word that I could think mm. to use for it. Just just conceptually, like it's such a it it's so deserving of being right there because it's right in the center, yeah. right? And it's about your son, and it's a beautiful song. Just a absolutely beautiful song that has nothing to do with the circumstance that is going on around you yeah that was kind of just like oh yeah here's the thing that matters yeah and then i'm gonna get back to still feeling bad for myself a little bit longer yeah. and i don't mean that in that way but you, you know what i'm yeah, saying I yeah. um but I, I would love to uh, jay had said he didn't know if he wanted to hear this one again because it, it, it it's, oh i definitely uh, do it, he i cries. definitely i do i i, <laughs> I, I cry <laughs> basically on command if you starts talking about your son in a song i'm gonna ball <laughs> I mean, we're all we're all dads of sons here, and uh, yeah, okay, yeah, you know, and just to be a hundred percent honest with you, I was when Nick uh, pitched the idea of, of of doing this interview with you. Um, yeah. I checked out the album while I was staying at this Hard Rock Hotel, the big guitar shaped hotel down in Hollywood, Florida. I was there for work, okay, and so I'm sitting there in this room all by myself with the lights off, and that song comes on, and I just I just bawled, man. I just bawled. Oh, wow. I couldn't take it, man. Because it's the song, it's so bittersweet, and it's the song that I've tried to write for my son so many times. But I either can't get through yeah. it because I, I cry because of yeah. what a, of the content, or because I just think it's just uh-huh. shit what I'm saying. Like, the, the stuff, the words that I'm saying, right. or, or or they don't convey the gravity of the situation. It's not it's enough. Not enough. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, when I heard you talking so directly and so concisely, it just really meant 
I mean, it's just it was awesome, and. Uh, Oh man! Yeah, that's hats really, off, really man. Cool it's, to hear. It's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've only played one live show of this stuff, and it's just like a coffee shop full of people. It was awesome. Yeah. But when we got to this song, man, I'm telling you, I had a tough time getting through How it. Did you finish it. And then yeah. right before the bridge, my sister holds up her phone, and my son oh, and my mom geez. are watching it on the phone. <laughs> oh. And he's like, oh, he's like waving oh, at me, waving, oh. and I just yeah. lost it. I started bawling. And I couldn't even finish the oh, song. Crap. I just ruined me. Oh, I had man. to tell you that story. <laughs> it's too, it's too much for me to handle. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was rough. Oh, and the and the FaceTime. And the oh, phone. Man. He was so cute, just waving at me. Mm. Yep. <laughs> just happy as can be. Nope. Everybody around was crying too, oh, because well, most of the people yeah. were like family and friends who knew uh, everything that had right, happened so they knew everything yeah. and they just everybody was crying uh-huh. it was it was awesome yeah. it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> tears for days you know That's and awesome. the other thing that is such a cool story because it it is like this it is that weird kind of celebratory morning mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like feeling that kind of comes out of i don't know what we were couple thousand years ago and stuff like yeah. that was you know i mean it's still it still is like it's a celebration yeah. they celebrate you know and it i don't know that's that's so cool yeah that's a cool story it's a it's a broken album and i wanted him to know that no matter what kind of brokenness his life is now going to be like he's always going to have me there mm-hmm. you know oh, for him man. to to be there for him so yeah yeah Oof. Wait. Okay. So I, let's. I definitely want to check out Old Oak. Before we do yeah. that, though, Rollin, um, where should people where should people check you out? Like, where where can you be found? Yeah. Um. the the main The main channel would be definitely Instagram for keeping up with anything social. But music is on Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube. I have. I did a lot of work in and put a lot of work into the videos that sort of accompanied these songs. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be awesome to have anybody's wants to check out the videos that'd be really cool heck yeah we'll put them in the show notes we'll put them in the show notes well man cannot thank you enough for coming on and and for the album and really looking forward to hearing the the remix thing that you're doing that sounds sounds really cool awesome keep in touch man anything else you got coming up let us know yeah 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 i absolutely will this was really fun thank you guys for letting me talk about some of this stuff yeah it's our pleasure oh yeah our pleasure all right well uh this is us signing off this is uh old oak Thank you again to Ron Lewis, and thank you guys. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Morning stories Turn the page another day's begun Silly voices Bring to life the characters you want It's like my bitter world will be fine for a while And when you laugh, I come alive I'll be that old old tree Whose branches will hold you while you swing
I'll be that mountain peak That you can stand upon and watch the world beneath Oh my child Oh my child Oh my son Oh my child Oh my child You alone